Howdy, Ags. Welcome to Aggie Growth Hacks, the podcast sponsored by the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M, where we are dedicated to helping entrepreneurs improve their business, connect with other Aggie entrepreneurs, and supporting one another. I'm your host, Greg Martin, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 2001. And I'm your co-host, Chris Hunter, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 1998. Well, we got a little story for you, Ags. Ross Lindsay, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 2006, is the co-owner and founder of two franchise companies, Mosquito Hunters of South Lakes, Richmond Heights, and Grapevine. And he's also just recently opened up Humbug Holiday Lights. Ross's dedication to customer service and empathy for his clients are two of the reasons why these two amazing companies are experiencing such growth. So pass it back and listen up to Ross as he shares some really good bull. Well, Ross, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Aggie Growth Hacks. I know that we have been really trying to coordinate this. Uh, you're, you're like all the other entrepreneurs we have, a very busy schedule. So thank you for your, your patience and grace as, as we're going through this. Thank you for allowing us to learn about you and, and the companies that you have. Oh, thank you. Happy to be on and happy to be a part of the Aggie Network Entrepreneurs and uh, get to hear about others and others' journeys and learn from them. So thank you for, for putting this on and having me on. Well, it is definitely our pleasure. It's, love, it's what we love doing. And so, Ross, tell us a little bit about yourself, your entrepreneur journey, your not business, businesses, and kind of what has gotten you to where you are today. You grow up and you, you, you think, okay, you know, just do what you're supposed to do and then move on to the next task. You know, it's like you graduate high school, get a job or go to college, get a job and, and live life. And then you kind of go down that path. And then somewhere down the, in the middle of the have a job path, you kind of realize I'm putting a lot of energy into this. And it's like, okay, well, is this the energy I want to be, be putting forth? And uh, I kind of started to realize that, you know, maybe, maybe business ownership would be something there for me. And uh, I, the, the thing that kept me from pushing it off was, well, I'm, I'm great at you know working with people, talking to people. I wouldn't call it sales, but just you know education on whatever it is, the sphere that I'm working in and working on and kind of the operational job at hand. But I knew in the back of my mind, there's the there's a HR, there's a hiring, there's all the, the, the benefits and all the things that uh, isn't nearly as fun as you know, getting out <laughs> that and talking to people. entrepreneurs don't get into business to do. <laughs> it, 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 it's crazy. I found out that what I really like to do is, is like sit at a, a, a like hop and sting brewery and grapevine and have a beer and talk to people. Why, why can't that be your That seems job? like a great job. Are yes. you hiring? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And it's it's crazy. Last week I sat at Hops Hop and Sting Brewery and had a beer with a uh, a, a networking partner. Hop and Sting Brewery is also a mosquito hunter client. And so it's like, all right, I did it. I, I achieved my it. life goal. <laughs> <laughs> now what? Uh, but but no, and, and so like there's you, you find out what you're good at and what you enjoy, and it's like, okay, I'll figure out the rest later. And I will never forget being in uh, Fredericksburg, Texas, and uh, it was you know mid-pandemic, and it's like, okay, you can work from anywhere, it's remote. And so we're like, oh, why don't we go down in the hill country and have a glass of wine or 18, and uh, you know, just stand in the little work. I don't like the way this interview is going. <laughs> <laughs> so we did. We went down there, and, and it was like a Monday or Tuesday, and I, I was just sitting there on the, on the kitchen table with my laptop open, and I was like, how do we get to the point where this is what we're always doing like okay yeah let's work but let's work for somewhere we want to be and uh, i i i'm everybody scrolls on their phone right i i guess i clicked the right thing on facebook and, and i got an email like that next week and i was like what is this i didn't click this 
All right, I'll look at it. It was uh, it was a franchise consultant, and uh, it was like, hey, free thirty minute consultation. We'll just have a have a talk about franchising. I was like, that sounds terrible. Okay, I'll do it. And uh, <laughs> within like five minutes, I hit it off with a guy, and we we just sat there and talked baseball for a while. And, uh, he was a Nationals fan, and this was before I think the Nationals won their World Series. And so, be, me being a Rangers fan, we just cried a lot. And then uh, once we got down to it, we. We talked business, and and he kind of talked through like franchising, the benefits of it, and how they you know, they they close the gap and all those things that I don't know how to do and really don't have the patience to learn how to do. And so it's like, oh yeah, they just tell you what to do, and then you do it, and then you have a business. And uh, I was like, oh, all right, I'm good at being told what to do. I'm married, <laughs> and so uh, so we we talked every every That's week true. for a month, <laughs> and he said. Uh, all right, now I'm going to bring some franchises to you and you just call them out and then talk, call uh, current owners and just kind of vet it out and get a feel for it. And so I did and they brought four out and uh, I, I knew that I wanted kind of the, the recurring revenue, like a roof, roofing company was one of them. And it's like, well, that's great. Hey, build this relationship, build this great roof, do all this stuff. All right, see you in 15 years. Like, ah, <laughs> I want to be able to, no offense to any roofers out there. I've got a lot of roofing friends. Uh, anyway, uh, I wanted to have something where you're working, you're you're constantly building those relationships. It's it's you know the recurring revenue. It's it's you know local. It's in the community. Those kind of things. And so I remember when my wife and I moved into uh, our old house. Like the first thing we did is like, well, like we need to do something about mosquitoes. That way, you know, we can hang out in this great backyard. And uh, and that was it. Uh, we didn't do anything about mosquitoes. There was no advertising. There was there's nothing like visible for it. So out of sight, out of mind. And so when they brought mosquito hunters to me, I was like, huh, recurring revenue, be involved in the community, feel like it's a fairly easy sale and we can bring awareness. You know, and people think of mosquitoes as, hey, they're itchy and annoying. Now I have to go back inside instead of hanging out by the pool or grilling or watching TV on the back patio. And it's, uh, you know, there's you don't think of like the health risks about how they carry you know, West West Nile virus, uh, Zika virus, dengue fever, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then they're the only carrier of heartworms to our animals, uh, for example. So uh, mosquitoes are actually the deadliest animal on the planet. You think of something ferocious like a shark or a lion or you know a human, um, but it's far and away mosquitoes. So things you learn. But yeah, so we could bring awareness and all these things. And so within uh, within a month of talking, starting the conversation with mosquito hunters, we signed on the dotted line and uh, flew out to Chicago, did the training and all those kind of things. And that was uh, April of 2021. Just fell in love with the home services, got uh, got tied in with the Chamber of Commerce and uh, found out how to give back to the community, so to speak, but just get involved and get to meet a lot of great people that are you know just normal people like you and me just out trying mm-hmm. to make a living and uh it was a fun little social job got to learn the ins and outs of hiring and, and kind of being able to help out and mentor the folks you bring in my first technician was a high school grad who didn't want to go to college and uh wanted to learn on investments and maybe start his own business and stuff and so he said his, his dad was not happy with that at all and so they were kind of <laughs> stiff about it go but, to work uh, yeah but, but he ended up starting a window washing company with a buddy and uh and was working for me and so he's like well you know i can't really work full-time because I'm, I'm trying to build this and i was like I, I'm a startup. I, I don't have like a lot of work for you. That's actually perfect. And I can say from experience and now hiring for Humbug, I think that's the hardest part of the startup is like you want to be able to provide for somebody and give them the opportunity to make money for themselves. But it's like, I don't really have a lot for you right now. And so you kind of have to have that right fit at the beginning. Yeah. And then it turned out to be perfect for him. He ended up uh, doing his own company. And then one of my clients, uh, again, another startup company, ended up 
being impressed with him and hired him on for window washing for kind of what he does with the system four. Actually, Chris Walker, another uh, good ag uh, yep. up here in Colleyville. And so he works for Chris and he, he does like operation management for him uh, part-time while still doing his window washing and all that kind of stuff. So I still talk to Bryce now and, and I'll help him out and give leads and referrals to him. And, uh, you know, it's, it's neat to be able to kind of give back to the younger generation. To speak into that. That is so cool. Absolutely. I mean, I, I love my time in Aggieland, but uh, I would absolutely say I did not take advantage of it. I had a, a little bit too much fun. And uh, I, I like to say that I, I foreshadowed the Mavericks championship because I'm pretty sure I graduated with a cumulative 2.011 GPA. So that's <laughs> one in 2011. So you're welcome. <laughs> I, uh, I, I worked a little too hard in the wrong places freshman year and I got the uh, the, the fun 0. 0.0, but uh, climb my way back, baby. I had the, the wrong kind of college experience, I guess, but I, I grew up a little bit after <laughs> or the right one or the right one absolutely (laughs) i've still got buddies that's like oh hey you know the blocker building i'm like no no absolutely (laughs) (laughs) what's that so i look back at it it's like i know that i did well in high school and and made my grades and all that kind of stuff but uh, i wasn't prepared so to speak to be successful in college and so uh you know i like the the younger generations kind of the same thing that i went through it's like oh here's what i'm supposed to do but is that really for me and if it is then how do i maximize that so anyway the hiring process is in my giant tangent that i went away from uh that was another fun part of of the company and getting it off the feet that way and yeah so the, the growth part was a lot of fun and then i uh we we had our first full season and uh, we got uh, the 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 ground game belt championship mm-hmm. for um, first year franchisees they have the the goals for a certain amount of guerrilla marketing you know your door hangers and yard signs and parking waves and google reviews and those kind of things and so that was kind of my my first goal was to be able to be the top of the the incoming class with for that we we got the belt and a big reason they they want you to do those things is you know it's just like anything else just do the work and you'll see the fruits of your labor it's you know get the brand awareness out there and so we got that and sure enough uh, we've been extremely successful uh, as far as client uh, acquisition the first year we were I think the the top in sales there and congratulations uh, first year first year out that's awesome yes and, and then and so we got the rookie of the year award which was really cool it's it, you'd look back and it'd be like oh I don't feel like I did anything special. I just did what I was supposed to do, but it's it's neat to have like the backing of franchise and kind of give you the playbook, and then you see that the the effort you put forth, how it it comes to fruition. Mm-hmm. And so so yeah, we we thought uh, yeah, this is great. Now what? Um, and so I, I had all these big great ideas, and, and uh, one of my really good friends is is a business genius, and he also lit us up in two thousand three uh, for OU. Um, I think he had like a hundred. 80 receiving yards and three touchdowns in the first quarter, so to speak. And he doesn't let me hear the end of that, but, but uh, it's Mark Clayton. Um, and he, uh, he and I, he helps me out kind of with the, like, here's my, here's my goals now, but here's how I want it, where to go and where I want to get to from here. So just having those mentors in place is, is a, a huge thing. Um, and so my initial plan in talking to him was, okay, you know, we've got our, our area here. What if we added these all to areas and mm-hmm. get, mm-hmm. get, VC funding or something to like add these territories, add the staff, add these sales and whatnot. And so I was getting kind of out in front of my skis a little bit there. And uh, that's when kind of the humbug opportunity popped up. And uh, and it was like, oh, 
okay, and just kind of starting back over from the franchise standpoint. But as a franchisor, uh, Mosquito Hunters and above them, Happiness, they want to, to focus on home services. And there's been a lot of chatter about holiday lightings, and uh, they they wanted to dip their toes in it. Last year, there's three franchisees that did it. And then so this year, they were trying to get more in, invited me and... So we've kind of seen the numbers and the the work that goes into it. And it's like a, a pilot program, but really exciting. But I think the best part for me personally on that is it kind of wrote me back in from my, how do I go from zero to a hundred in 60 seconds and maybe, maybe get back on the, on a path that I, that's more attainable and, and whatnot. So that's been a big blessing. Since that was a relatively new flag for the company. I mean, did they provide you as much support as, as it wasn't as mature as mosquito hunters? So did they, or, or is there so much crossover with a lot of that stuff that it really didn't need to provide you a whole lot more support? That That's what's really fun about it is so, like I said, there were three guys that did it last year. And so they were all kind of learning by the seat of their pants. And so they're like, okay, now we've got a grasp of you know what it takes to do, what equipment you need, all those things. And now how do we do it on a, a bigger scale? And so this year, I think there's now 12 operating uh, classes and they had a, a training. I think they partnered with another company uh, that kind of does holiday lighting training and that has years and years of experience. And so, yes, they do somewhat provide the the franchise back and they've got the um, holiday or the, uh, excuse me, the social media marketing and the, the Google and the websites and those kind of things that franchise typically provide, but they don't have all the materials. They've got uh, door hangers and yard signs. They don't have like all the the flyers and this and that. And they're still in the the information gathering phase of let's see what works. Let's see what we can do. Mm-hmm. Okay, if we do these things, let's let's get really good at this and then kind of expand from there. You know, the same franchise aspect. Like uh, we've got a group chat with the uh, with. There's five of us that are constantly. Hey, what do you see with this? Or hey, what do you think about this? Or what about this vendor? Or have mm-hmm. you seen these clips? Or how do you compare this light versus this light? That's been great. But what's also really incredible that I, you know, you don't really think about uh, is Facebook groups. There are an unlimited number of Facebook groups to any certain topic like pest control and holiday lights and roofing and whatever else. And so you just get on these groups and then it's like, you know, the the few minutes a day you have to just kind of rest and scroll. My feed is is nothing but the, at this point, like holiday light groups and, and pest control groups of just all that different information. So it's amazing that if you do want to be an entrepreneur, like and start at like any kind of level, like you, there's information there to be had. And, and, you know, as you guys know, people just love to share and, and kind of build each other up and pay it forward from what they've been assisted with. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. I mean, I'm in so many Facebook groups and all that kind of stuff that other masterminds and other marketing agency owners that, that we're constantly sharing information back and forth and really having that mindset of, Hey, we're, we're out here to share where, you know, I'm giving back a little bit here. Okay. So shifting gears a tiny bit, right? We're, this is Aggie growth hack. So we got to talk about Aggie stuff every once in a while, right? Is there anything that you learned at A&M? Is there, is there like one specific thing that you learned at A&M besides, you know, having fun, right? That, uh, uh, helped you as an entrepreneur. Everybody talks about the Aggie network and I mean, it's, it's second to none and, and so it's like, okay, starting a business, like how do I do all the networking in this? And it's like, you get in the, the 
chamber of commerce and the community and these kind of things. And it's like, I've got my blinders on. I'm not even thinking about the the best opportunity. And that's the, just the, the different A&M networking groups like mm-hmm. out of school. And so there's the Northeast Tarrant uh, A&M club. And so I've tried to, to get more involved there, time permitting, of course. But man, there's a lot of great, great folks in there. Quick funny story. I was at, at one of the luncheons and uh, a gentleman comes up to me at the end, asks for my card and says hi and introduce himself and, and walks off. Okay, that's great. A few days later, he starts an email chain with, with myself and his wife. And, uh, you know, I get scheduled to go out there and give like a consultation and survey the property and get an idea of, of what we could do. And as soon as I pull up in the, uh, in the driveway, I immediately know where I am. And I was like, oh my gosh. And so on my business card, it's a picture of me with my dog, George. And so I walk up to the lady and, and I hand her my business card. She's like, oh, thanks. And I said, no, no, no. I said, I got George here. And it turns out that they they foster uh, puppies and, and dogs and all these kind of things. And so she's, oh, I was like, yo, so cool. it's like, yeah, his name was Andy when we got him. She's like, oh yeah, that was the Andy Griffith batch. And so it's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you know my dog and remember my dog. And so it just like little networking things like that. And I think that's the the main thing I, I take from A and M and in my time there. Well, that would be beneficial for a uh, podcast to <laughs> to, <bring laughs> to talk through. That's right. <laughs> well. Ross, you, you've got two different companies. Both of them are concentrating in the home services industry to be able to help homeowners and, and give them value. What's the biggest challenge that you're having now? Because, I mean, literally, we had a conversation earlier today with someone who is radically changing homeownership from the standpoint of the services and everything provided. So we need to connect you with, with David, but but really, what is the challenge that you're facing right now, and how are you guys overcoming it? For me, I would say it's it's kind of education. It's there's, and I know it's on a smaller scale, but like if if we're talking to somebody about mosquito control and, and this, it's it's the education of, of setting the right expectations and understanding. I had I had one client before, and I should have known better. He went to Baylor, but uh, you, we go in and we we do or <laughs> we say we're going to do and. You know, we point out like, okay, mosquitoes, they like shaded areas. They like uh, standing water. They're attracted to places where they can hide, where they can rest, where water will come in and sit. And so gutters are like the the silent killer, so to speak, because nobody can see what's up in the gutters. And if it's just slightly clogged, you know, you get any kind of rain whatsoever, it gets underneath the debris and then it just sits. And so mosquitoes can sit there. It's cool. If, if it's underneath trees and shade, you know, it's it's not going to evaporate. It's going to to, to stay shaded and just more debris is going to be there. So it's, it's perfect. And so this guy had like, I mean, you could see clearly overflowing things in this gutter and he complained and complained and complained. And so we keep coming out and put putting larvicide in all the places we need to and, and hit hard the areas where we could. And I said, you know, if you're sitting on the back patio and you're getting bit, there's a, a low hanging gutter right here like eight feet from where you're sitting, once they, they sense you, they smell the, the carbon dioxide of, of your breath, they know there's a blood meal. And so we can do everything right, but if there's certain conditions there that aren't taken care of, it's not going to be nearly as effective as, as you need it to be. And so, I mean, he just argued back and forth and said, like, well, that's what I'm paying you for. I was like, you are, that's right. You're paying for us to do the service. <laughs> you're the mosquito hunter, on not the, the, the gutter cleaner. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, and there's, there's that you'll, you'll run into people with the mindset and, you know, I'm sure we all have it at some time you get so wrapped up in what you're doing. You're, you're not really listening to what's being told by the professionals that are trying to help you. Um, and so I think that's, that's kind of the biggest thing. Also golf courses, golf courses are 
are a lot of fun. They, uh, they're constantly watering. And so it's, they're not necessarily putting out larvicide and doing their, their job to help. So those, those areas, they typically need a lot more TLC. But uh, again, it's just the, the education and, and showing what things work or what, what mm-hmm. things are doing, how and why. And then if you can kind of combat those, then things will improve. On the opposite end of the spectrum, my first year, we had a client who uh, went to junior high with and her husband's an Aggie. They had a bunch of landscaping that were issue spots. And so we, we had to go do quite a few retreats that year and talk to her about it. Next year, they, they kind of re-landscaped everything. Haven't had any problems since. Awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So let's dig in a little bit on, is it, do you actually own two businesses or, or are they are like two separate entities, you know, with mosquito hunters and with humbug holiday lights? Yes. Okay. So let's, let's dig in. I mean, we've talked about mosquito hunters a little bit and I know that, you know, when this episode is dropping is, is around Halloween, right? Actually, I think on Halloween day. Uh, if you're listening to this on the day that this actually drops. So tell us a little bit about Humbug Holiday Lights and and, and how, you know, you can help people guess, hang their holiday lights. Well, it's, it's fun, the home services, because I, I can look back at, again, the same house we just moved into. And uh, we have five kids. We've got a big family and, you know, they uh, get on each other's nerves and occasionally ours. So we, we had to have some space so that way we're not all on top of each other. And so uh, we had... Uh, a, a decent sized house. And so it's like, okay, now we get, need to get holiday lighting. I, I couldn't find anybody to save my life. You know, you, and I, I, if I would just whisper into my smartphone, then Google and Instagram and all those <laughs> things, now would probably just hammer me with it. But uh, back then it was like, okay, who do I call? And I'd Google and I might find somebody, but I, there wasn't any like great marketing on it. And so we would have somebody out and they'd go, all right, yeah, you know, here's cost. Uh, we can be out this day. Great. Come on. And they'd come out and they'd get their ladders up and then I'd ding dong, I'd go to the door and oh, we can't do it. Stu- the, re- the roof's too steep. We can't really safely. It's like, oh, okay. So fast forward three or four other people and same thing. And finally, our, uh, I reached out to the, the previous owner and asked who they used and uh, they, they said the, the landscaper. And so I had uh, had him come back out, shout out Heriberto. And he, he came out and they came, did it, did all the all the stuff. It was, it was great, but it was it was just hard to find somebody. And so it's a huge market. It's a great market, but it's difficult to really find somebody. And then once you do, like you don't know them from Adam. And so it's like, okay, maybe you get a, a referral from your neighbor or something like that, but you don't necessarily know what's going on, who who to call, like what they're doing, and all those kind of things. And so for me, it's it's kind of the same aspect. It's I want to be able to be on the forefront to where you know you don't have to look under every uh, rock to find you. Um, and I want to educate far more than mm-hmm. anything else. It's like, you know, to, to learn the things about the different right lighting across the street. They just had uh, their lights put up. And so like a creeper, I'm standing out in front and I'm showing my wife and I'm pointing and I'm looking at them. Oh, look at this. They're doing this. All, and, and like, oh, you did the wires are like, it needs to be. And, and, and I can see a silhouette in the window. And I'm like, I mean, you already saw me. I'm just gonna keep going, whatever. Um, <laughs> But, but it's like, you, you don't really know what you're getting or what you're paying for. And so I want to be able to, to, to say, okay, so here's what we do. Here's how we do it. You know, we've got the different colors of, of wires, you know, we're looking for, you know, the, uh, the outlets and we've got to make sure that, uh, that we're within code and the right amount of, of, of electricity going into, you know, you can't just like 
stack an infinite number of lights and expect everything to work out. So, you know, you've got to take into account those things to make sure that you're doing it right. You're doing it properly. You're not going to cause a potential uh, catastrophe with uh, uh, too much electricity going through, short out, cost wires, whatever. Um, and then the the little things of making sure that the the cords are hidden well or blend in with the si- the color of the, the roof or the siding or the paint so that it looks crisp and clean, mm-hmm. just the, the little things. And so I believe in doing things the right way and taking the time to do so, but also educating. So if somebody's like, wow, that's a little bit more than I was expecting to pay for and say, well, you know, it's not just a, it's some number. And I, I want to be on a, a a reasonable cost as well, but I want to say, you know, this is what we're doing. These are the, the highest quality lights we possibly can provide. Here, here's the warranty that comes out. You know, we, if anything, if the uh, if there's high winds one night and things get blown off, then you know we'll come back out and, and make sure that it's it's good as new, no cost there. That's part of the what we're doing, and make sure that everything is how you would want and expect it to be. Mm-hmm. Ross, that that attention to detail is got to be so critical in in both of your companies, but specifically that one because you know this is this is something that people drive around and look at the other lights to be able to do that. So so let me ask you some a personal question: How early is too early to hang up Christmas lights? Because I, I I've I've got my own idea, and then conversely, how late is too late to take them down? So, so what, what's the, what's the proper Christmas light window here? It's the, asking the right question. It's not put up or take down, it's turn on. So you, that's, that's, that's going to be, <laughs> that's going to be the big question. So, and also HOAs and those kind of things the, you gotta, you gotta follow the, the rule book of the HOA and make sure that those folks are, are happy. So, you know, we, we do early bird discounts on, you know, 10% off for, you know, to hang up before uh, November 1st. So you've got ags, you've got like four hours from the time <laughs> you listen to this. <laughs> it's, but yeah, to your credit, I mean, like I said, it's across the street. I mean, it was, uh, I guess, mid-September. And even that seemed you know, not, that not in a, a, a fairly normal time frame. I mean, I'll, I'll drive around and if I see lights on a house or a business, you know, I might throw the e-brake on and, and tumble and roll out of the, that car to go <laughs> examine it and all those good things. I've learned that I do really weird things, I guess, out of habit. If I go to somebody's house, that I have, even if I've been there a thousand times, I'll stop and poke around and look for standing water and <laughs> see where problem areas might be. And luckily, all my friends are just used to it by now. But it's, it's up to you, right? Like, uh, when, when's too early to start listening to Mariah Carey? All I want for Christmas is you, baby. It- and so okay, now may, maybe I'm gonna offend some people, and everything, but that that happens only after the Thanksgiving dinner. That's I, I'm the and the and is after Thanksgiving dinner, and then in our household, we are we personally judge people if they have their Christmas lights on after we give them until Valentine's Day. I don't know why Grayson, my son, said Valentine's Day, but he said okay, that's that's the standard in the Martin household. <laughs> those, and those are those are good numbers. The way to get around that is change the colors. I mean, if if yeah. you've got traditional like white, that's an awesome uh, Labor Day lighting you've got there, or you know, red and white. You got your Valentine Valentine Day's colors, yeah. and and uh, you can do green and white for St. Patty's. And then, you know, Easter, you can do the, the you know, pink and yellows and greens. Every, every game day we need to have is proper to have maroon. maroon oh, absolutely. That, that, that's acceptable. I'll, I'll give you that. Year round, I'll give you that. <laughs> absolutely. And, and I know it, it's probably blasphemy in some corners, but there was a house in our old neighborhood and it, they it, they had the, the cool whites and then bright purple and they had their TCU flags up. And I'm sorry, but I thought it looked phenomenal. <laughs> I, like every time I'd pass by, I'd be like, all right. 
That's awesome. I absolutely love that. And and we need more of that here in Aggieland, right? Everyone it should be running those maroon and white lights all, oh, all year round, yeah. right? <laughs> okay. Makes, so for business, it makes a difference. I mean, if you're driving down the highway at night, it it pops out. You can you can see it. You notice it. And you're like, huh, that looks really good. Oh, I didn't realize there was a whatever restaurant there. Well, with businesses, anything goes, right? They can they can do, but it comes down to HOAs and and really, you know, what's acceptable in neighborhoods. I would think, right? So absolutely. Let's dig into my most favorite question of them all, right? What is your big, hairy, audacious goal? Your moonshot? Your five to ten year vision? Where where do you want to be in five to ten years? Happily married. That's that's the big one. I don't want to drive my wife too crazy with my uh, with, with my never ending uh, ideas and goals. So there are times where she looks at me and she's like, "What are you doing?" But realistically, that is that's a big part of it. It's you know, we I believe in doing things the right way for the right reasons, and so it, it kind of starts with the you know the goal and the vision, the mission statement, and that's you know serve God, serve people, and and serve the community. And you know when you do those kind of things, it Mm-hmm. It falls in line. You know, the, the companies that seem to do really well, look at Chick Fil A for example. They're they follow their values and they're uber successful. So, you know, if any way we can support the community and support you know our family and and mm-hmm. do those things the right way, that's that's the that's how we want to do it. And if if we focus on doing the right things, it, it helps the rest easier. Now, selfishly, I like I said, I get in front of my uh, in over my skis sometimes, and that was kind of like, okay, well, we get enough, get all the Mosquito Hunter territories and and the south side of the Metroplex and, and hit Fort Worth and Irving, Las Colinas, these areas, Arlington, Mansfield area. Um, but then once I, I kind of boiled down to it, it's like, well, I, I, we're in a great area here in kind of the mid-cities, South Lake, uh, Colleyville, Grapevine, uh, Northwestern Hills, Keller, Trophy Club, and, and the surrounding areas. I mean, there's 55, 60,000 homes around here. I mean, there's there's no limit to how much we can do within just that mm-hmm. that territory and just, you know, just growing what we've got and, and taking humbug and seeing how, how we can do with that as well and just do things the right way and, and serve the community. Another reason that we jumped into Mosquito Hunters was we had a, uh, a lawn service or whatever that I, I won't name that and you get on next door and you hear all the same things as, oh, well, supposedly they came, but I'd watch out the window and they'd pop by, put something on the front door and leave. They didn't even do anything. Da, da, da. And then if you call them, they might say something, might send something. It's just like, man, customer service just isn't what it used to be. Yeah. And so we are, my wife and I, both of our backgrounds is, is customer service based. And, um, you know, I came before this, I came from a, a benefit technology, uh, benefit enrollment technology and all those things. So if you make a mistake, then somebody might get denied their claim at a, a to go get surgery. And and it's like, that's a big deal. And so, you know, you want to be able to, if somebody has that call and say, hey, I got denied a claim. Say, oh, crap. Like what happened? Whether it's our, our problem or our fault or not, like, okay, we're, we're going to get in, in touch with the BCBS or whomever, and we're going to get an emergency ad and make sure you're taken care of and get this, give them all the data that they need. You know, it's customer service. That's kind of where we've always been. And so in the home service, especially, I mean, you know, pest control, you know, uh, lawn ornamentals, weeds, maids, just pool service, all those kind of things. Like if you, you've got a pool and you walk out one day and you look at your pump and it's a geyser 30 feet up in the air, you don't want to be, you don't want to hear, oh yeah, uh, I can have somebody out uh, next Friday. I mean, you, you need that help now. And uh, and so granted, you're not going to see see that with like mosquitoes or whatever, but you, know, you just want to be, your customers know that they're heard uh, and that you're going to do what needs to be done. Uh, I think it's that empathy that you have for your customers and, and the fact of you approach business as, hey, 
I want, I'm just going to treat you the way I want to be treated is going to really build success for you. And, and, and as you grow in, in both of the, uh, of the businesses, it, it, because they're so symbiotic, that's, uh, that, that's amazing. So that, Thank you so much for for sharing that with us, Ross. We're going to roll now into our lightning round. But before we do, let's pause just a second for a message from this episode sponsor. Okay, we're back. So, Ross, we're heading into the lightning round. One rule, answer each question, 30 seconds or less. So, what is your favorite personal hack, podcast, book, what can we learn from you? Oh, I just, I just like to learn. I think we get a lot of biases in there of, of you know, political parties. Oh, the other guy. Da, da, da. I really love the uh, the Smartless podcast. If I'm not trying to learn something because they they interview all these people and you get to hear them that you might have some preconceived bias about and get to hear about who they are as a person. And be like, oh, well, they're not so bad. Why am I so grumpy? Then uh, also, you know, Rich Dad Poor Dad was a, a big a big book for me to actually learn. You know, some maturity and responsibility that I didn't have before. What is your favorite business hack now and book, podcast, whatever, anything goes? So I would say uh, two books really come to mind um, and that's uh, Leadership and Self-Deception and The Slight Edge. And so I think the leadership thing, it kind of helps you put yourself in the other person's shoes. It's really easy Mm -hmm. to get an environment where you get frustrated with somebody and all you see is, is what you see, but to be able to take a step back and be like, okay, why is this person being this way towards me? And then the slight edge is just talking about every decision you make is right or wrong, so to speak. You're going to have compounding interest if you continuously make the right decisions. You know, do I, do I go to the gym today or not? It's like, I don't really feel like it. And then what happens? Like just the, the down scope of all those things. And so mm-hmm. it, it was, I mean, they're both somewhat commonsensical, but eye-opening at the same time. Ross, what is the best bit of advice you've been given and how have you applied it? Kind of go in line with just do the right thing over and over and over and, and kind of said earlier, love God and love others. And mm-hmm. and that's kind of it. If you can sum up uh, all 66 books of the Bible in, in one sentence, I feel like that's a, a pretty good way to do it. And it hadn't failed me yet. Love that. Yes. All right, Ross, how can the Aggie Growth Hacks family get in touch with you and how can we support and encourage you? I mean, I've got my personal Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram, which I probably don't get on nearly enough. But uh, uh, Mosquito Hunters, you can, our website, mosquitohunters.com backslash Southlake-TX, or we're on Facebook and Instagram and, and LinkedIn as well. Those are probably the uh, the best and easiest ways. Uh, I've email is rosslindsay at mosquitohunters.com. I may not be super responsive all the time, but th- I see it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Ross, thank you so much for for sharing your heart. Thank you so much for really educating us on both of your your businesses and how you serve clients and really ha- have grown as an entrepreneur. Super excited to see what you and your team do. And uh, really, uh, Ags, if you are not connected with Ross, make sure that you reach out to him. And if you're in that area and it's you got four hours in order to get that holiday special. So, uh, to, to tell them, give them the Aggie Growth Hack special. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, if you say you've heard about us on Aggie Growth Hacks, we'll just continue that uh, that discount. There you go. <laughs> All right. Love it. Well, how about that, Ags? Was that pretty awesome or what? I know that I took a lot away from that interview with Ross and I wrote down a whole page of notes, honestly. What about you? What was your what was your biggest takeaway there, Greg? Well, he didn't say that it, this was one of his hacks, but I love how he has curated his social media feed, whether that be Facebook or LinkedIn or Instagram, to basically be about something that helps him with business and to be able to use that as a networking tool. 
So instead of just, you know, taking the time when when a lot of us are using social media just to kind of get away and just let our brains shut off for, for a couple minutes, to be actually use that, to curate that, to say, okay, how can I come in with like-minded people, whether it be entrepreneurs or mindset quotes or posts or whatever, but to really be able to say, how can I build myself up through the use of social media? I mean, that's a that's a brilliant hack and something I really that makes all the sense in the world, but I don't know why anyone hasn't really said it the way that he did. So that that really was kind of a light bulb moment for me. What about you? No, I, I 100% agree on that. And that's something that um, I had a mentor, you know, tell me to stop being a consumer on social media and start building the social media. So it kind of, you know, talks about that too. My takeaway was really about learning, right? In general, and it kind of dovetails into exactly what you're talking about is that he had a learning mindset right? Mm-hmm. That I'm going to learn. And we talked about all sorts of books, even before and after the <laughs> the interview. You know, I'm a book geek, so I, li- I love reading books. I've, I surround myself with books, constantly reading. So that kind of resonated with me. And that's because honestly, as entrepreneurs, we can't sit on our laurels, right? And it, and I had a mentor that, that told me once that if you want to evolve your business, you have to evolve yourself, right? And so you do that by constant learning, right? And honestly, that's one of my core values of my company as well as mm-hmm. myself is is constant learning and a thirst having a thirst for knowledge you know it's it's just so important as entrepreneurs to be constantly looking for better ways to do things and and the way to do that is to learn right we have to learn what we did wrong we have to learn how to do things right so it, that's just how it is 100% all you always have to be moving forward always have to be growing and uh, I, I think that we've heard that a lot today in the in the couple interviews that, that we've recorded so ags i mean you, you know this if you're an entrepreneur you're constantly teaching your folks but you need to take care of yourself well that's going to do it for this episode of aggie growth hacks we hope that you've enjoyed it we hope that you learned as much as we did about uh mosquito hunting and and hanging up christmas lights and when the appropriate time to turn them on and turn them off is <laughs> What Michael Jordan say that uh, Democrats buy shoes too? So he he didn't want to alienate anybody. <laughs> so, but Ags like so this is dropping on Halloween. If you're listening to it on Halloween or afterwards, make sure you contact Ross and you get that Aggie Growth Hacks discount. <laughs> if you're not connected with Ross, connect with him on on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. If you're interested in kind of his services and learning more about business, he's he's definitely the type of guy that just loves talking about entrepreneurship, and I know it's going to bring a lot of value to you. If you're not connected with Chris or I or Aggie Growth Hacks, make sure that you do that. We're on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. And finally, give this episode a a big gigam, a thumbs up, and share it on whatever podcast app you're on right now. We want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M University. Since 1999, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship has served as the hub of entrepreneurship for Texas A&M. If you're an Aggie entrepreneur or even a entrepreneur, head on over to their website right now to find a program that's right for you. Just go to aggiegrowthhacks.com forward slash McFerrin. Well, Ags, join us next time when we connect with another great Aggie entrepreneur and learn how they hack their growth. Until then, I'm Chris Hunter. And I'm Greg Martin. Thanks and gig'em. Whoop!